everyone. Welcome to MindHub Podcast. This is another episode of Spicy Talk. So buckle in. This conversation might be a little bit controversial, a little bit heated, something that, you know, we feel is important to address, but it's also going to be slightly uncomfortable. But you know what? We're here for that. So on that note, what's up, D? <laughs> Um, I just, before we start, I just wanted to thank everyone who's been listening, who's followed our Instagram and who has left, uh, reviews on Apple podcasts. So I just wanted to thank everyone. And if you haven't done so, please do so. Um, it's how we get our podcasts out to other people, but now we can start with the topic. <laughs> so, uh, topic, what is this topic we are discussing <laughs> So we are going to be discussing the health at every size movement. Um, it's a movement on pretty much Instagram, but you know, any other social media platform, but I think it originated on Instagram um, and Facebook. Uh, and it basically is that no matter what size or weight you are, you are healthy. You can be healthy at 600 pounds. You can be healthy at 500 pounds. You can be healthy at a hundred pounds. Like it's basically no matter what size you are, your size doesn't determine how healthy you are. That's the gist of it. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, I can, here's a solution. We can end the conversation here. We don't need to talk anymore. The problem solution is that we're just going to change the name to uh, worthy at every size. Awesome. We're done. Cool. No more discussion. needed. <laughs> uh, just kidding. But I think that there's a ton of confusion within not only the name, but like everything behind, well, the name is actually very confusing because it's it's factually false. Uh, but if you were to change the name to Worthy at Every Size, that would be more true because your size does not determine your worth as a human being. And it's unfortunate that that has ever been a case or that there's assholes out there that find you less respectable or less of a person because of your size but the issue really lies within health at every size. And that is untrue for someone who is obese. That is untrue for someone who is severely underweight. So it's not just like a way to fat shame people. It's just this sense of, I think we're getting a little bit carried away uh, with being PC. <laughs> No, I, I completely agree, too. Like, I I do think everyone is worthy, no matter what size you are. People should treat you with respect, but that is not always the case. Trust me, I, I know I was 360 pounds, and I was not when I was a woman, I was not treated nicely at all. I was made fun of all the time. I got, someone told me that I worked with, told me that I was fat because I was a lesbian and I was missing an extra chromosome. So, oh I mean, <laughs> so, you know, I think that no matter what size you are, you are worthy and you shouldn't be treated any different. But then it comes to the point where um, you, your body isn't you're not feeling as good. You might not be able to walk as far. You might not be able to or your blood sugar might be too high. Your cholesterol might be too high. Like that's the stuff we're talking about. We're not talking about your worth because no matter what size you are, you are worthy and you should be treated with respect. And that's something that me and Cody both agree with and is important because like you're not less than just because you, you might weigh 500 pounds or you might weigh 100 pounds or you might weigh like 200 pounds like 
you're not less than you should be treated equally just like everyone should be treated equally no matter what but that's another yeah, thing. exactly equality all around i can get behind that for sure and i think that's something that we tend to forget or a lot of people tend to forget like i'm all about people loving their body at all sizes um but whether you're underweight or you're overweight people tend to only focus on how they are in the moment but when you start to get up in age that's when it really starts to hit you and people don't start to think about how is this going to affect me when i'm older like when you're young your body is way more resilient to things your mobility might not be affected you can heal you know as you're as a young person you just you can get through life easier because your body can can manage it but when you get older arthritis starts kicking in kind of back problems uh, <laughs> i saw somewhere like one of the biggest reasons that people end up having to go into like a senior care home for example is because they can't get off the toilet <laughs> like that's why they end up needing care and so if you can think about if you don't want to have to be in that situation or need care as you get older or if you want to continue to live a healthy life long term and quality you want that to be long term you have to think about those things think about how it's going to affect mobility health and especially as you get older too cancer is also a thing because when you age you know you're just the way that your body works it's it, it's different and adding extra weight on top of that being underweight because bone density as an underweight person is also a concern like if you fall you are much more likely to break a bone uh, so again just want to emphasize it's not about just being overweight but also you can be skinny and unhealthy judge if you're healthy or not by how you look it's you know everyone should stay in their own lane but it's just a matter of yo the health at every size thing the name <laughs> i think that's just all it is it's it's just the name that needs that one word needs to be changed which is like worthy or you know like anything but the whole health i mean again like our bodies are so complex like we don't really know much about them compared to like you know like i don't know like the world like our bodies are so complex complex our brains are so complex that they don't even know everything that happens within your brain um so like you you could seem healthy at like 400 500 pounds but like you said as you age like as you get into your 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s like I don't I think the life expectancy like you don't see people who are 600 700 pounds who are like 60 or 70 years old yeah like you don't really see that you might see someone who's like 400 pounds 300 pounds like that age um but you don't really see and again there could be a few factors like when you're that old you get sick and you go into the hospital and you lose a bunch of weight but like your health is very important and it's also very complex and we just want you guys to to see that like that they're two different things like you can be worthy but you might not be healthy yeah and it's kind of like if you believe that you're worthy 
you should also believe you're worthy of health along, you know, just worth as a human being. And I also, I've noticed that even within the body positivity space, I feel like there's some counterproductive messages or just mixed messages going on because they want to take the focus off of the body saying that you're more than your body, but then like every picture is of them taking a picture of their body, whether it's rolls or stretch marks or whatever, but the attention is still completely on the body. So I'm just wondering, okay, so this person's like super happy, you know, body positivity, self-care, like I love my curves, but you're more than that. Like just because you take a picture of your curves doesn't mean that you love yourself. It's very trendy at the moment to, you know, do these things. There's influencers who have definitely made <laughs> made a living from this at the moment. So it's kind of this weird reverse or just it's not much different than someone with six pack abs being like, I'll work out and then I, all this stuff and I love my body. And then there's someone who's also kind of benefiting off the body positivity movement and being like, mm -hmm. I love my curves. And they're both usually selling something. So that's where it's like, so where's the line? What's the difference? We're both, both of you are putting your body to the forefront. That's where all the attention is going. And so what is the message here? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I do kind of to go on. Well, it's kind of the same topic. I do think though that clothing companies and companies in general should have a diverse group of body types. Yes. Um, yes. For their clothing. Like you don't have to be someone who's 500 pounds or 100 pounds, but I do think like, if you're showing, if you have clothes that go up to like a two or, or three X, because I know that when I was bigger, I didn't see re representation as much as what size I was. And again, that can be a good and a bad thing. But I do feel like like they, like people who are that size can be models, can be like actresses, can 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 do what they want to do. Um, so like that's just how I how I feel about that because I I never saw like a bigger person modeling um, unless it was like the store like like the 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 dxl store or the extra large store um but like normal normal stores or like instagram like clothing companies like you don't see alpha Lee having someone who's a little bit overweight but again that that's their aesthetic but i do think <laughs> that they should be represented yeah okay so honestly I, I, I though i want to say that with alpha Lee, <laughs> i have never bought any of their stuff because looks probably looks good on christian because he's got like these long ass legs and this upper body and i'm like i'm too short for that shit there's no way that would look good on me and so it's just like all of his clothes i feel like are so tapered towards his body and i'm like i'm this short elf looking dude there's no way that i would like look good in a pair of elf elite joggers <laughs> sorry tangent <laughs> no 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 i that that makes sense. I have a couple of their stringers, but I don't really want to pay twenty eight dollars for a stringer. So I'll so I'll see if things when they go on sale. <laughs> yeah. But what, make more but, <laughs> but what do you think about um like representation of like bigger body types or all body types? 
Yeah, no, I think that there should definitely be representation just because it can be way too lonely if you do not see someone who looks like you. So I think that's important to always have a good example of, you know, all different types of people because they're always going to exist. That's not the issue here. Uh, the issue is basically just going over the facts of, you know, what is health um, what is body positivity? What is self-love? Uh, I feel like in the age of social media, we've just gotten so confused because it's so easy to get lost whatever side of the spectrum you're on. You can get lost in being um, into, you know, having this crazy stringent mindset by like feeling it like you need to always be 2% body fat and then you can go to the other side of the spectrum where you feel like if you lose weight you might get some you might get some hate or people might you know not be too fond of that so you feel like you can't or you can't talk about your not so body positivity days because like that's kind of your brand and so it can be such a slippery slope and there's just so much like pandering these days when it comes to the internet you can really lose yourself uh so it's just i like anytime you see someone on the internet who is honest it's just like you appreciate it so much more uh because it feels like it just gets more and more rare and i, I just yeah either way i think yeah i think a great person i don't know if you watched this yet but stephanie buttermore did her her um one year of being all in um she was a a a um, swimsuit competitor in a bodybuilding show and she got really lean and, and for years she tried to keep that lean and she kept that lean and then she was hungry all the time so she decided for a whole year she was just gonna eat um whatever she wanted like i think it was five thousand calories or more just to like it was very scientific based because she's a scientist, but like, um, just, just the gist of it is she was able to, um, get her hunger fixed, fixed from going all in and then, you know, realizing what her body needed and what it didn't need. But she explained how she had a hard time, like telling people she was doing that and putting it on YouTube because she would get shame of saying how much weight that she gained of all of the like comments on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and things like that. So like, there are real people out there, but there also are assholes out there who will shame you. <laughs> For sure. And I think also it's, we get so caught up in numbers and data and like what is the appropriate way in BMI and uh, you know, we have a spectrum of gender identities. I feel that we should have a spectrum of your body weight your body weight is not going to stay the same for your whole damn life you need to allow some wiggle room for going up being a little softer uh getting a little leaner it's it will be it will drive you insane if you feel like you need to stay at one weight for the rest of your life maintain five percent body fat for the rest of your life that's not real. If you allow yourself to go through ups and downs of wiggle room, I'm not talking like, okay, this month I weigh, or this month I'm going to gain 50 pounds and I'm going to be cool with it. It's, I'm just saying like people fluctuate. So even if it's like 10 to 15 pounds within a few months, 
it's not going to be the worst thing in the world. What's going to be worse is if you beat yourself up for that. And then in, in turn, it ends up being more or you end up, you know, building a worse relationship with food or your body. And then you just feel like shit. And that's that's kind of like the core problem is that just getting caught up in numbers, not expectations your body should look like. Yeah, no, like I think you're you're spot on like. I, I also struggle with that, too, because I'm like, oh, I'm going to step on stage, but I am not going to look like any of the people who, like, compete in real bodybuilding. Like, I can look at them and I can take tips from them, but I know that that is not what I'm going to look like. And then I look at, like, the winners from last year's transformation class, and I'm like, oh, I'm definitely not going to look like that either. <laughs> so it's like you have to realize that you are your own person and you can't really, like – look 100% like someone else even if they have the same body type as you yeah totally and you will basically drive yourself insane trying to do that because genetics do play a big role I mean genetics aren't like the end-all say-all of your weight loss it's not like oh yeah you can't ever lose weight because you know (laughs) genetics it's just the (laughs) fact that like your genetics are different than this person's your body type is different than this person so it's you trying to look like someone else isn't going to be the most efficient way to go about things. So your journey is your journey. Uh, your genetics uh, are yours. <laughs> so <laughs> just hold that and remember. You brought up the the LGBTQ community earlier. Um, how, what is your stance on trigger warnings? Not just in the mm-hmm. LGBTQ community, but it kind of triggered in my mind that you know trigger warnings exist i i kind of feel like they people use them too much like i think there is a place for them like you need them if you're talking about sexual assault if you're talking if someone is getting violently shot and there's a video like yes it should be covered yes there should be a trigger warning but i feel like people take it to an extreme where if you're talking about weight loss, if you're talking about LGBTQ stuff, if you're talking about anything, like there's a trigger warning. Like I was in this Facebook group for like bigger trans men and I posted about weight loss and someone and a few people were like, you need to put a tr- trigger warning in that. And I'm like, why? why? I don't <laughs> understand. Like if it triggers you, just don't read it again. And like, don't you can block me and not see me in the feed. Like maybe I'm being insensitive. Like that, that just could be it. But <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree that you know they have their their places. Trigger warnings too, especially um, if it's something that's very like shocking or just an experience that you know uh, it needs it. You know, like you said, like violence and sexual assault, and um, you know, I think when it comes to eating disorders and trigger warnings with that. I feel like if you are specifically going to talk about an eating disorder, a trigger warning could be appropriate. But if you're just talking about weight loss in general, you can't know um, people's triggers. You can't know who has an eating disorder and who who doesn't. Uh, Somewhere along the lines, I feel like we lost personal responsibility of the content that you consume because you cannot please everybody and know who your audience is or who is going to read this who might have issues with it and 
overall, when it comes to fitness, uh, health, weight loss stuff, we've kind of, I feel like another thing is that we are actually kind of failing of talking about some of the underlying issues, which are eating disorders and mental health issues, trauma issues. So if you're triggered because it, if you're triggered by like weight loss and stuff, you might have some of those underlying issues, but that's not the responsibility of the trainer to be like, yo, I'm talking about weight loss, even though I do that every day, trigger warning. Uh, it's, you have to know how to filter that yourself at some point, like personal response. You're not a child anymore. You know how like when you're a kid and then, <laughs> sorry if this sounds bad, but you know how like you're a kid, someone tells you this story, they're like, okay, at night, there's a boogeyman that's going to come under your bed. And then, like, the child has nightmares for, like, 10 days after that. Like, when you grow up, you know that's bullshit, right? Like, if someone told you that, then you would be like, I mean, it might bring back a memory of your childhood. I don't know. But that's kind of how <laughs> we should approach social media in the sense that, like, we're adults, we can, should be able to figure out uh, how to handle our triggers because they're everywhere. They're absolutely going to be everywhere. And if you can't cope with them, you can unfollow someone. But the problem lies mostly is when you start attacking someone for triggering you. And that's where it's like, oh boy, okay. <laughs> I don't know what to do for you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like I know I get messages or I'll or I'll get comments on like my Instagram posts um, that are just like mostly messages that are just like you know you can't be talking about weight loss and like be like positive like kind of going going back to that and then I get messages that are like you should have a trigger warning or, you know, you need this and that and that. And I'm like, I'm just trying to help people. That's why I have this page. Like if you don't want to be helped or you don't want to see my content, like, no, I'm not, I would never say this to them, but like, then just don't follow me. Yeah. Like I don't need your follow if all you're going to do is come at me for something that I'm not doing wrong, but you think I'm doing wrong. Right. It's that and internal sure you thing. You get that too. Yeah. It's just like a, like, I don't mean to be an asshole, but that's a you problem. <laughs> so uh, feel free to exit at any time. Keep, you know, the exit signs are lit up on the left and the right, and they are left open for you to take at any time. But it's also, why do people feel the need to announce their exit? Like, they tell you what the, you're doing wrong and why they're unfollowing you, and you're like, I could have done without that. Um, thank you. It's They forget that you are also a human being and that you are telling your journey this is your life experience and your experience your journey does not have to do with theirs so i don't know where there's this confusion that just because someone is losing weight or is working out or has a six-pack that you know oh this is toxic because i feel bad about myself by watching you it's like that's not not there it's not the person's problem <laughs> like I, I i can't remember if i told our listeners the story yet but i got a message on instagram a couple months ago that was like oh d like i love your page i love your content like you're very positive but 
since you since you started summer shredding you're all about like you're too hard like it's hard work or dedication and you're too like I, i'm gonna unfollow you and i'm like okay <laughs> like i also show my bad days too like i don't just show my good days if i have a good week i say it. if i have a bad day i say it but like i committed to doing this thing so i'm gonna do this thing right so if you're not here for that but <laughs> But it was a really long message. And for someone to take their time to write like a whole page, probably like 10, 10 sentences about me and how much they like me, but how much they can't follow me. Wow. Like, just is... unfollow me. <laughs> Please, just leave. <laughs> that is, uh, it's so interesting to me because, man, I keep losing my train of thought, but it's just like, there is I don't even know I don't even know what to say I had something I was gonna say and you I just you read that message too so it's like I sent it to you it was when we first started working together but I mean yeah. I don't get them often because the people who follow me follow me because they want to be inspired because they want to be motivated so those are the people that I post for those are the people that I want to train those are the people I want to watch my YouTube content you know those are the people I want to be there for. I don't really care about you and what you don't want me to do. For sure. No. I, okay. So here's, <laughs> I don't know who needs to hear this, but you can also work your fucking ass off and be kind to yourself and love yourself. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Like just because you push yourself and you push yourself through discomfort or to discomfort it doesn't mean that it's toxic. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't be doing it. It doesn't mean that it's unhealthy. There's a health, healthy level of discomfort. That's how you grow. Not just muscle, but in life. Anything that's uncomfortable, it's because you have to do it to grow. So it's kind of like, I'm a socially anxious person. I don't want to, I don't want to fucking do to like grow and not let anxiety just completely control my life. I have to be social and it's uncomfortable. It is never comfortable, but it gets better the more that I do it. It's the same thing. You have to push yourself mentally, physically, whatever. And you push yourself because you love yourself and you know that you could do it and you're capable. If you just make excuses for yourself all the time, like by all means, go for it. But that doesn't mean that everyone is going to make excuses for themselves because you make excuses for yourself. And I'm not saying, like, I'm not the type of person to be like, oh, you fucked up. You ate a whole pizza. God damn. Like, you should just quit. It's like you ate a pizza. It's okay. Now you keep going because you're human. Oh, Push so yourself. that means I can, I, I can eat a pizza tonight? <laughs> not you. You are not human. You're a machine. <laughs> No, no, I'm kidding. I just had <laughs> No, you are a special circumstance. You could have pizza after the show, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's just, it's like people, I just can't, I lost what I was going to say too, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I think it's just like, I find myself just, you know, I definitely think more about how I approach situations. I never want to make someone feel like they're a failure or uh, that you should always pedal to the metal, be so stringent on your diet and exercise. There's no wiggle room. Like that's not the idea that I'm trying to put across. It's just that 
it's okay to push yourself. I am going to push you. <laughs> and it doesn't mean that I hate you. It doesn't mean that I'm being too hard on you. It means that I know you can do it. And I see your potential. And I want you to see your potential. So it's all love. No hard feelings. <laughs> yeah. I will say on on to like be devil's advocate, I will say it does take a really long time to get that way, to feel like you can step out of your comfort zone, to feel like that you can do anything. Because even me doing what I'm doing right now, I still sometimes think I, I can't do something or I shouldn't do something or I don't need to do something. It does take a lot of time. It's taken me three years to get to this point from where I was. So like, if you want to get there, you can get there, but don't feel bad if you're not there yet. Totally. Yeah. It's just a matter of taking little steps. So it's not like, I'm not saying, you know, you take one step. I'm not saying take one step off a cliff. I'm saying take one step <laughs> off the curb, you know, step down. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> Sorry if that was a bad analogy, but uh, <laughs> it's little steps. And then the more little steps you take, the more you realize what you're capable of. It's not full throttle. Tomorrow's the day. We're never eating a bag of chips again. It's like, you know, maybe I'll take my chip count down to, you know, twice a week versus uh, every day or something along those lines. It's very small. And then you just start building up that internal motivation and the self-efficacy i can't say that word fuck me efficacy <laughs> self that big long word that adults say that i apparently can't that's uh, me all the time <laughs> uh but yeah so you just start building that internal trust you start trusting yourself more about what you're capable of and then when you do make mistakes the more you keep going and just get back on track you are also building that trust to know that you don't have to stop and that you will keep going. Um, how did we get on this topic? You I'm said sorry. that perfectly. <laughs> no, 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 you can, I couldn't have said that better. So props cool. to you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, are, on the, are we talking about trigger warnings there? Or <laughs> we, were we were kind of talking about. We were trigger. talking about trigger warnings. We were talking about body positivity. And then we were talking about how uh, people get upset because we push ourselves and they might not be there. Right, yes. Um, and then on the on the lines of the you know, same thing, I feel like when it comes to my journey as well, people, I think I've talked about this a little bit before, before but people think that I just, you know, came out of the womb uh, working out, you know, with a, a six pack and never looked back, but definitely not the case. You know, I had to find my way about things and, Definitely did not have any sort of uh, body positivity for a very long time until after transition to actually uh, appreciate what your body can do and appreciate your body in general or just kind of put your health first uh, and that it can push you to kind of see where else you can go and build confidence in yourself and even on the long, on the lines of anxiety, if you're not on a weightless journey, maybe you have anxiety like I do. Um, you know, I used to be basically like mute and would never feel comfortable talking. And so my first time I stepped into a gym, my friend Jaden could totally probably vouch for this, but I remember texting him and being like, I'm on the treadmill. I'm scared to go to the weight area. <laughs> so I know I, me too. 
didn't like, go to the weights. <laughs> yeah, it took it took a lot out of me to to switch from Planet Fitness to I don't want to say a real gym because Planet Fitness is a real gym, but to a more like I don't even know how to put it, but to to switch <laughs> gyms. Yeah, to your average gym. Like it was terrifying. I would I text my friend Monica and I was like, I'm here. It's three floors. My gym is three floors. What do I do? <laughs> like even though I've I was lifted for I was lifting for like two years at that point, but I was terrified. Like I had a lot of anxiety because like I think that that also like has a lot to do with like we're intimidated by cis men. Um and we're taking up I don't want to say their space, but we probably feel like it's their space, even though it's we have the right to be there too. And not that they even know that we're trans, but like in our head, we know that we are. Yeah, so exactly. it's like, that was a huge thing for me too. I mean, I still have to remind myself, like if I'm using something and I, there, you kind of get this hint that someone's waiting for a machine or, or something. And then I feel myself starting to get anxious and trying to rush. And then I have to tell myself like, dude, you deserve to take up just as much space as this person over here, why do you feel like you have to rush to let this person use this? They won't do that. Why do you think you just finish your fucking set? Like, don't let them rush you. You're here. You deserve to take your time and all that. So remind yourself, you deserve to take up just as much space as anybody else. And then since since you brought that up, I can bring up another point as as someone who is, or I should say, a lot of overweight people feel like they can't take up the space that they're taking up. Mm-hmm. And like, you should be a, like, you can take up that space. Like you said, you, you can do that, but that's a real thing that a lot of people experience, especially like on airplanes and things like that. I know I experienced that, but you have every right to take up as much space as you're taking up. Cause yeah. you like to come full circle you are worthy <laughs> no matter what everyone is worthy of everything yes yes and it just shows that like it's not just it's not even about <laughs> you got you okay there <laughs> it's not even just limited to size you know it's like gender and um that sense of you know intimidation factor it even smaller guys in general probably can relate to that uh bigger guys it's yeah all sizes i'm sure at some point have this sense of fear of taking up too much space um and so it's just like fuck that you know you deserve it you get to be on this this earth you are here so enjoy it take up the space you know um i don't know if there's something else i was gonna say (laughs) should we do like a few tips about like gym intimidation since we're here (laughs) yeah you want to start? I will say if if you're really scared to go, um, if you're really intimidated, bring a friend that you trust. And then if you can't bring a friend, text someone um, or just be in communication with someone that you trust and that you can be like that can push you a little bit out of your comfort zone. Um, another tip would be go when the gym isn't as busy, like in the mornings, if your gym is open <laughs> in the mornings or really, really late at night or like don't go at rush hour time, which is from yeah. like or to like Five. eight, maybe, or to seven thirty-ish, depending on your gym. Those yeah. would be my if, tips. If I am there anytime four thirty on, like it's crazy. PM, not morning. I don't know. 
Sorry, keep going. <laughs> no, no, th- those are all the tips that I have. Uh, yes, I agree with those tips. Uh, definitely find like the off hours, like you said. Um, for I don't know every gym or area, depending where you live, can be different. I know that my gym is busiest between the hours of 4:30 p.m. till basically probably around seven to eight because people get off work and then they go straight to the gym. Um, morning, mid mornings are usually pretty empty and unless um, you live in a very pop, like retired populated area. <laughs> so uh, there's a lot of classes and stuff for seniors at that time, but that's fine. It's, it's, it, you're not, it might be less intimidating <laughs> if you, you know, go during senior hour versus, you know, uh, beefcake uh, meathead hour, but uh, start with looking like observing. So I started on the treadmill because I could see and observe, observe the gym, observe the etiquette, how everything worked. Um, you know, that being uh, people wiping down their equipment afterwards and just seeing uh, how things were used because sometimes machine can be machinery can be confusing. It's not always the same depending on the gym that you go to. Uh, and then just slowly build your confidence and take a few steps into maybe trying out some machines. Uh, the dumbbell area is probably the number one most intimidating area, uh, at least for me, because that's where all the meatheads are. So it's it takes that little extra courage to get in there. But once you do, you kind of realize people aren't paying attention to you. They are literally just looking at themselves in the mm-hmm. mirror. And that's kind of the base of the gym. And anyone else who does differently is insecure themselves and they're assholes. Um, so as long as you're not doing something like super crazy and weird, you're fine. And by crazy and weird, I mean like just don't like be in your some... underwear. Y- yes. If you want to see what not to do, check out Gym Fails on Instagram. <laughs> then you'll know the etiquette. Uh, don't work out in your underwear that's weird uh also don't like hang from the equipment by your neck or the the usual like just don't do weird shit like that but as long as you're lifting something and even if you're figuring it out you might have some people that decide they might want to help you out even if it's an uninvited request uh but they don't usually mean harm they're not judging you they're just kind of like there and then felt the need to help you sometimes it's helpful sometimes you're like okay fuck off uh but that's up to you (laughs) yeah no those are all great so i think today we learned that everyone is worthy um that if you eat pizza it's okay which means i'm gonna have some tonight (laughs) (laughs) you better not (laughs) and you all learned some tips for uh gym intimidation um and we thank you for staying, if you're staying to the end. Thank you. I know it was probably hard. <laughs> One of these days we'll actually have more organization to the way that these go. <laughs> I think today's was probably the best one we made. Yeah, well, I guess we'll find out when we <laughs> when we post it. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, no, thank you everyone for listening so far. And leave us a review because we love it and it's awesome. And it makes us feel good. And who doesn't like to feel good? I don't know. 